Dale's Petcast. They provide unconditional love, unlimited companionship, and unquestionable support. We're talking about your pets. Useful information for you to better care for and understand your pet. This is Steve Dale's Petcast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. This is the most exciting Petcast ever, brought to you by Merrick Pet Care. It's all about cats and one organization that is like no other organization ever on the planet, the Every Cat Health Foundation. Vicki Fisher is the president of the board of directors. Jackie Atchicola is the executive director. Welcome, guys. Hi, Steve. Happy to be here. Well, it's great to talk to both of you. Uh, First, I will ask Jackie, what is the Every Cat Health Foundation? And if you have a cat, if you've ever known a cat, why should you even care about this organization? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, Every Cat Health Foundation truly does benefit my cat, your cat, community cats, shelter cats, pedigree cats, all cats throughout the entire world. And we do that by advancing feline health research. We support groundbreaking research and education, and it all has to do with cats. Now, this organization, uh, Vicki Fisher, has been around for a very long time. How did it all begin? Well, it has, Steve. It's been around for about 53 years, and it started with uh, actually the uh, Cat Fanciers Association and a gentleman by the name of Robert Wynn, who uh, threw in 150 bucks, and, and he and the Cat Fanciers Association and all the cat lovers uh, in the U.S. at the time, uh, all uh, formed this wonderful organization, then called the Wynn Foundation. And now it is called the Every Cat Health Foundation. And certainly, I keep saying that if you have a cat, if you know a cat, your cat, that cat, any cat, has been impacted and is impacted every day by what this organization does. Can you give me some examples, Jackie? Oh, yes. I mean, we find all kinds of valuable studies, um, anything from studies on uh, nutrition to kitten nutrition to cats and aging, behavior, genetics, uh, really anything that goes into keeping your cat healthy and happy. And also, um, we have programs to educate cat parents. So we uh, just bundle all that up within our programs, which are supported by generous donors throughout the community. And what I'm talking about, Vicki, is, for example, uh, let's take the, the you get up in the morning and you feed your cat. Even what you feed your cat was once different and is now better because of the Every Cat Health Foundation, correct? That is exactly right. Some, some years ago, we funded studies on... Uh, the need to have certain taurine levels in food and uh, some groundbreaking research there totally changed the the composition and the nutrition of commercial cat food. Oh, the story's more dramatic than that. So taurine... Oh, I'm sure you've got a little more history than I do, too. <laughs> no, taurine <laughs> is an amino acid which uh, dogs and people and cats and lots of other animals require. We can manufacture our own, the same for dogs, Uh, Not so much for cats, so they need to be supplemented with the right amount of taurine in their uh, very nutritious, 
uh, cat food that is uh, dependent on protein. So absolutely, there wasn't enough taurine, as it turns out, but nobody knew that at the time. And a researcher, and as a result, cats were actually getting sick, dying of a heart disease called dilated cardiomyopathy. I mean, thousands of cats every day all over the country, and no one knew why. And uh, the cardiac veterinarians at the time said, and I understand, they said, well, we need a treatment for this. We need research for this. And uh, Dr. Paul Payan, who was then a veterinary cardiac student, uh, said to what was then the Wynn Feline Foundation, but same organization that we're talking about, said, I think I have the answer. I don't think there's enough taurine in cat food. And uh, the organization funded that study. Dr. Payan, it turned out to be right. And now every pet food, cat food specifically on the planet, now knows how much taurine cats require. I mean, I think that's pretty incredible. That actually is pretty amazing. It's a huge, huge impact. And, you know, we're very, very thankful that, that we were able to help fund the answer on that one. You know, and as a result, dilated cardiomyopathy, it's not seen very much anymore. Unless people make their own cat food and don't get it right, then we see it. But by and large, uh, it's not seen today uh, because of the work of this organization. Uh, the vaccines cats routinely get from everything from feline leukemia to, I mean, you name it, uh, same thing. This organization, Jackie, uh, had a hand in funding the research to better understand that. In fact, diabetes in cats was thought of all wrong for decades. It turns out, yeah, the veterinarians had it wrong, but uh, research funded again by the same organization corrected those wrongs. What I want to ask you about is feline infectious peritonitis, or FIP, uh, which is a tragic tragic thing that mostly happens to kittens. Uh, it's timely because it comes from the coronavirus in cats, since coronavirus is such a buzzword these days. So cats get can get the feline coronavirus. And within the cat, inside the cat, it sometimes inexplicably mutates into an immune-mediated disease called feline infectious peritonitis. And Jackie, that was always thought for decades and decades and decades to be fatal. Now it is actually termed officially treatable, and it's all because of the Every Cat Health Foundation. And this is true, and I may have to defer to you and, and Vicki with the history, but there is hope. There is hope now, and there are uh, cures coming down the pike, we hope, for FIP. It, there are drugs uh, being used in other countries, and we're trying to further that knowledge and that research here. Yes, indeed. As well as, I know that uh, Vicki Fisher knows a lot about pedigree cats because you are also the former president of the International Cat Association, or TICA. Uh, so just like there are dog shows, friends, there are cat shows. And one of the bigger organizers of cat shows and registrants of purebred or pedigree cats <clears throat> is the International Cat Association. What was your breed, Vicki, or what is your breed? It's Maine Coon, correct? It is. It is. My, my absolute favorite are my, are my Maine Coon children, yes. And so much about what we know about some of the specific breeds. Also, also funded by this organization. It's amazing. Exactly, exactly. You know, looking, looking at our history, looking at our beginnings, you know, the, the Cat Fancers Association and the breeders at the time 
uh, we're looking for answers. And, you know, most of that research was was supported in in terms of thinking in, well, thinking in terms of breeds. But what we found is that much of what we were finding was was not just a breed. It was it was of general use. It was something applicable to every cat everywhere. So, indeed, there are many, many things that we've learned over the years, and all the exciting things that we've come to learn from genetic research and uh, health issues and prevention issues and, and what have you. There's just so much and yet so much more to do. Yeah, indeed there is. And, in fact, I want to talk about that. You know, Vicki, uh, I believe that we are both old enough to remember when so many people in America, if they, if, if for example, the cat got out, people would actually say, Oh, that's okay. No big deal. I'll go get another one. Uh, today, no one, I hope, says that. Uh, cats, I think, are still to some degree the Rodney Dangerfield of pets. They don't get enough respect. Having said that, for years there have been more cats than dogs in America. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so cats are a favorite. I think that it's changing even more so with the cat cafes. The internet stars are now cats. I mean, really, it is. There's cat yoga. There's cat movie nights. It really is more and more becoming all about cats. You're exactly right, Steve. And it's kind of the good news and the bad news. The the good news is is that after spending many many years of being considered the quote unquote second class citizen, if you will, to dogs. You know, now cats are, are coming into their own. That's the really great news. The bad news is is that is that there aren't enough people that are aware of organ uh, of our organization, Every Cat Health uh, Foundation, and they're they're not aware of the fact that research um, in cat health is dependent upon you know their dollars and and the interest of researchers researchers in pursuing. Uh, researching cat health, we're still way behind uh, the amount of research that can be done and has been done uh, to improve the health of dogs. I was going to say that same exact thing. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. And that's got to be frustrating, Jackie, because part of the strategy, I suppose, is just more people knowing what this organization is. Because I think, I'll hear what you think in two seconds, but I think if they know about it, there's no, I mean, there's some people say, well, there are cat people and there are dog people and cat people don't care as much about their cats. Well, I don't know. Maybe 50 years ago, I wasn't around them. But today, I don't buy it. What do you think? I I mean, cats are hip and cool. We, you can't <laughs> have just one. I think all of us on this call have, have give a home or share our home with several. But, yeah, just making people aware of all of the, the good work and the opportunities to learn about cats that are out there. And Every Cat Health Foundation, um, the name, our new brand, which we launched earlier this year, so we'll be going on almost a year now, it, that name really does embody every cat, every day, everywhere, and every person who has cats and loves cats and wants to learn about cats should certainly become involved with the foundation, um, you know, and, and take part in, in our collaborations, learning from the researchers, and also following us on social media because cats are hip and cool and fun, and I believe they are the most watched 
uh, animal on the internet today. I could be wrong, but I think that's true, and I will hold to that. <laughs> I think it's true, too. The most watched animal, the second most watched segment or sector on the internet. I don't want to talk on this podcast or petcast about the most often watched sector. I won't do that. <clears throat> but it's not cats, but cats are right up there. And it's incredible. I mean, who would have thought years ago that there would be this platform, Jackie, called Instagram. And and you would think that, oh, movie stars, hooray for Hollywood. I mean, they would be the most watched thing. And people do. I mean, movie stars have millions and millions of followers. Or maybe they would think public officials. Uh, they don't know that they're nowhere near the top. Maybe th- people would think cute puppies. And they're up there. But it's cats that have become celebrities on Instagram and on the Internet in general. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many different types of cats, different uh, looking cats, different personalities of cats. And and a lot of people, if you're not connected with a cat, you might think, oh, it's just a cat. But cats are all individuals just like we are, and they all have something unique to, to offer in a loving and engaging pet. Now, uh, Vicki Fisher, you now work for a public relations agency. That is your new job. And, yes, I know. And that agency, that agency, uh, the number one client for that agency are cats. What would be for you, just in a few sentences, the biggest selling point that maybe even people don't know unless they've had a cat or cats about cats? Oh, boy. Hmm. This uh, selling point about cats? Yeah, I can ask it another way. You don't show dogs. You show cats for many years. I do. I do. And you judge all over the world. You, you are world-renowned. Why did you choose cats? What is the benefit of cats compared to, say, dogs? Well, you know, cats are, cats are a very humbling uh, species. I think they they they've learned to how to put humans in their place a long time ago. <laughs> I you know I have always considered cats to be much more of a challenge. I hope I don't offend any dog lovers, but but they're much much more of a challenge. They're more of a mind game uh, th- than dogs. They're harder to figure out. They're more of a puzzle. They're they 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 know how to make us laugh and they know how to express things that we only wish we could we could say we do it through the cats so to, to me they're just they're more of a challenge and they're just great little creatures you just have to you just have to learn you learn have to, have to learn their psyche mm-hmm. they're just a lot of fun indeed jackie if you care about cats why should people go to EveryCat.org? Because together we'll, we will work collaboratively to help cats to um, really, you know, elevate their status, to study more about them, to give them better lives and keep them healthy so that they can continue to enrich our lives. So you've got a lot going on at the Every Cat Health Foundation, and I know it's holiday season. So especially at this time of year, I suspect... You have a photo contest, for example. 
We do. We have a cute photo contest going on. You can check it out on Facebook. We have uh, updates on our website. Or please sign up for, go to our website, sign up for our e-newsletter, and that keeps you apprised of all of the, the events, the webinars, the activities, the grant cycles that we have going on throughout the year. And also through Facebook, through our website, we make it very easy for you to donate on our website. There's a donate now and you can help us out with our year-end appeal, which helps go into research, uh, researching the health for all cats. And so if you, you have a cat you, and you care about your health, which you should, and we assume you do, please, please help us during this year-end appeal. Yeah, I think it's important if you care about cats for sure. Uh, Vicki, it is that time of year when people can make those end-of-year donations. Why should they do this? Even if they aren't crazy about cats and they just happen to have a cat, why is this a good idea? Well, uh, from the practical side, uh, reaching back into my public accounting days, there is the tax benefit (laughs) that folks will get because Every Cat Health Foundation is a 501c3 organization, so donations to the organization, in fact, may be deductible for income tax purposes. So you can get a little bit, a little bit extra out of out of your income. Um, and of course, you know this is the this is the time of year for giving, and there is nothing better than to know that you're giving towards the betterment of of a companion animal that gives so much of itself. And one thing, getting is good too. So one thing, if you give, you, you do get. And one of those things you get, I believe, are free, I'll say that word again because I like it, free uh, webinars, which if you don't know what a webinar is, just like a video that you click on a link and you're watching someone talk to you and uh, there's a presentation made, uh, perhaps, uh, and some of these are by top-notch veterinarians. Others are of everything about uh, how you can make a bequest, uh, that kind of th- sort of thing as well. Uh, it's just a wide variety, but I know that uh, you feel that education is very important, Vicki. Absolutely, absolutely. And we try to gear our we- webinars, as you know, Steve, for, for, for folks that are... Uh, professionals for veterinarians and vet techs, but also for just cat lovers and breeders and trying to find topics and trying to find ways to communicate with everyone uh, so that so that that we can share what we've learned. And successes, you know, so it was 2001, perhaps, where I had a cat, famous cat at the time named Ricky, who suddenly died of heart disease called feline hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And I knew at that point there's no treatment for this, and yet it's really common. It was then, it still is. In fact, it may be the most common cause of death for adult cats. Really, heart disease. And oftentimes they just suddenly die. It is the number one cause of sudden death in cats for sure. Uh, but there are other ways in which they they go as well, and none of them are very pleasant for the family to watch or to be a part of, and it can be terribly expensive as well, but mostly heartbreaking for the pet parents. And I thought, you know, this has got to stop. We've got to do something about it. 
So I went to an organization then called the Win Feline Foundation, but the same organization that I'm talking about here, the Every Cat Health Foundation. And I said exactly that. We need to do something about it. If I write a check, will you name a fund for my cat, Ricky? Not so that the fund, not because I want my name or Ricky's name on it, but so it's there as a placeholder and people can always, and I hope they do, until we figure this out much better, give money for that purpose, specifically for heart disease in cats. And the answer was yes, we agree. It's a terrible problem. And that was set up, the Ricky Fund. Since then, we've raised a fair amount of money and we've made a difference. Uh, for example, in Maine Coon Cats, your favorites, as yep. well as Ragdolls, mm-hmm. and with more coming, there's a genetic test. Uh, and it's a simple test, just a cheek swab test, really inexpensive. And it's easy to do. The breeders do. And it shows the gene defects, or at least some of them, that may be there. And breeders can decide if they are there, maybe we ought not breed that cat. Anecdotally, we're seeing less heart disease in those two breeds as a result. But we need to do much better than that. And we're on our way. We are beginning to really, truly understand and be able to do something about heart disease in cats. And many said, you won't be able to ever do anything about it. And we are. We're making a difference. But we need, with your help, to continue to make that difference. And it's a great way to remember a cat who played the piano and did so much to demonstrate that cats can be more than what you think cats back then. Now on YouTube, you see all these cats doing all these things. But back then, no one thought cats could do anything other than just sit on the couch and be petted. And it turns out they can do much more than that. Vicki Fisher, you've been on the board of directors for the Every Cat Foundation for several years now. What are you most proud of? Oh, gosh. You know, I am, I am so proud of everything that we've done. I mean, there's, we've, we've contributed. I, I, I guess, well, let me, let me take that back. I, I think the, the fact that we, we stuck with the FIP research, the, um, and the cardiomyopathy, the the Ricky Fund, both of those funds have have been with us now for a while, and we've we've stayed confident that we can make a difference. And uh, you know, I think at the moment uh, at the FIP we're so close. Um, you know, if we can get uh, more information out there about the possibilities, find more researchers that are willing to to continue the work to find uh, pharmaceutical companies that are willing to to move drugs to market i you know we that is a huge thing and you know also i think the other thing um that we've made a huge impact with and i'm really really proud of is is shelter medicine yes um you know and uh, and i think you know early spay neuter i mean that was groundbreaking that was huge and you know we have the opportunity to do even more for the for shelter medicine and shelter animals. So, you know, I, I'm I'm just really really proud of of the fact that we have stuck with things that we have have determined things to be groundbreaking and and are confident that you know with financial support and researchers that are willing to work that that we can make more and more progress in in uh, improving the health of cats. Well stated. Jackie, how does the future look to you? 
Well, very exciting. Again, kind of launching the the Every Cat Health Foundation from the solid history of the Wind Feline Foundation. Same programs, building on a solid 53-year history focused solely on feline health. That history speaks volumes to really carry Every Cat Health Foundation to every cat and every cat household and cat loving folks and and really we need to grow we need everyone's support in helping us grow there are more more pet cats in in the world i think than than most people realize i tend tens of millions someone could probably one of you could shout a, a number quicker than i could but in order to serve all of those cats and do right by those cats, it really does take a village and collaboration uh, between our, our, our donors, um, spreading the word, share your stories with us. Um, that's what, what helps us grow and, and really makes the organization thrive and speaks to our mission. So it takes all of us to, to really move every cat forward. Well, very well spoken. I'm proud to say for now 14 years, perhaps, somewhere in there, I am uh, currently the secretary of the board of directors. I've been on the board of directors for some time, as I said, of uh, what was the Wind Feline Foundation, but now Every Cat Health Foundation. I am proud to be a small part of this amazing organization, everycat.org, to learn more. And to Jackie Atchacola, Executive Director, Vicki Fisher, President of the Board of Directors, thank you both so very much. Thank you, Steve. And I do want to thank, because I need to do this, it is for this PetCast. We couldn't do this without WGN Radio. And also the sponsor, Merrick Pet Care. And I know they care very much about cats and do support the Every Cat Health Foundation. <laughs> You've been listening to Steve Dale's PetCast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. And as Steve always says, be good to your pet and they'll be good to you.